What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fox Fantasy Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm your host. In today's episode, we talk Tua, Cowboys quarterback controversy, NFL news, and much more. Welcome to the Fox Fantasy Podcast. Let's get boxing. The show that brings you the latest of what you love. Football. Weekly player analysis reports, as well as fantasy advice. I actually scored 217 points. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you're in the right place. Make sure to catch the Chiefs report towards the end of the show for the latest news and updates. Back and forth. Oh, he broke his ankle. And now, and now, here's your host, Brandon Shockey. Welcome to the Fox Fantasy Podcast, everyone. It is Thursday, October 6th. Week 5 matchups are upon us, beginning with tonight's game featuring the Colts and the Broncos. We'll find out if Russ can show us what he has yet to do this year and whether the Colts can handle losing Jonathan Taylor for a second straight week. Just a reminder to everyone, if you have any questions for me, you can leave them in the comments below. If you're on Spotify, just swipe up on the Q&A tab and drop them there. Everyone else listening on services like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and others alike can attach your questions to a review. I'll read all of them and answer the ones I can at the top of every episode. All right, and today's questions come from two of our Spotify listeners. Our first question comes from Brandon Little, and he asks, How long do you expect Dak to be out for? Well, that's a good question, Brandon. So, as most of you probably know, there has been quarterback controversy in Dallas. Cooper Rush has been undefeated in his four or five starts. Um, Yeah, and people have been making comparisons between the two. So, okay, I'm going to say something crazy, or it may seem crazy. It may seem crazy, but I think if Rush can win his next two games, then Jones should really think about trading Dak and Zeke. Rush is doing better than Dak. Uh, Yeah, he's doing better than he did to start his season. And Zeke, as I predicted before the season, isn't producing, and Pollard is just outshowing him. I mean, they could trade. They could trade them for some O-line help and grab a talented or you know veteran wideout to help make the offense all around more solid. And that's just my opinion. So, but uh, yeah, thank you again, Brandon, for the question. I uh, hope that helped. And my second and final question of the day comes from Jason Estes. He asks, "What do you think the Dolphins' overall season record will be?" Huh. Well. Well, I'd say given the fact that Tua was able to actually spread their ball around, you know, around more between Waddle and Hill before he got concussed, of course. Uh, yeah, the team was playing great all around. They were 3-0, and you know, before Tua's exit. Looking at their schedule and depending on what Tua, you know, when when he's going to be back, I can see them going anywhere between 11-6 and or 12-5. and uh, That's if the team can stay healthy, of course. Uh, do you all agree? Just let me know in the comments below or uh, in a review. Thank you for the question, Jason. I uh, can't wait for next week's. Remember to uh, keep them coming, guys. I'm going to answer them at the top of every episode. Yeah. 
Welcome to the NFL news portion of the podcast. Today, I just want to cover a few things that went down over the week. Uh, our first story for the day is something I don't want to spend too much time on because it's, well, it's really just not any of our business, but I do want to touch on it this week. So as some of you may know, Tom Brady has had a rocky, not so strong marriage with his wife, uh, his wife as of late. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, he's been living apart, you know, the whole nine yards. Well, just a few days ago, um, Monday, I believe it was, Antonio Brown posted a picture of him celebrating at the Super Bowl with Giselle's arms wrapped around him. Uh, he captioned it worldwide. So, <laughs> so in my eyes, this is disrespectful because, well, it's disrespectful for multiple reasons, really. One of which being Brady let this dude in his house when he needed help. Brady lined up another opportunity for AB in Tampa Bay, you know, back during that Super Bowl run. Um, I honestly think there was actually stuff going around or going on back when AB actually lived with Brady. Uh, both Brady and Giselle have already hired divorce lawyers, so we'll see how this ends up, you know, what gets said, what goes down. But yeah, I want to move on from this. Anyways, all right, we have two new updates for today. This is going to be the last one of the day, and it's about the streaker who got tackled by uh, Rams, Bobby Wagner, during their match against the 49ers. Um, an article from ESPN reads, the fan, who got, the fan who ran onto the field during Los Angeles Rams' loss at San Francisco 49ers Monday night filed a police report against Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner. Shortly before halftime of the game at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, a fan ran across the field with what appeared to be a device letting out pink smoke. Rams linebacker Takarius McKinley came toward the person, then Wagner stepped in and laid him out with a big hit. Santa Clara Police Department Lieutenant Chong Fan confirmed to ESPN on Wednesday that the police report was filed Tuesday afternoon. Because this is an active investigation, information will be limited, Fan said. According to TMZ Sports, the individual is an activist for the Berkeley, California-based animal rights group Direct Action Everywhere, and he was trying to raise awareness for a trial involving the alleged theft of pigs from a factory farm. Wagner said Wednesday he is aware of the police report, but that the incident is behind him. Quote, can't really focus on it, Wagner said. I'm more concerned about the security guard that was hurt trying to chase him. You just got to do what you got to do. All right. So, yeah, I saw the clip of this. Uh, look, it doesn't matter if you're an activist or you're protesting. There's, there's places to do it. There's certain ways to do it. Running on the field is not one of them. You're, you're running around, stopping the game, getting refs hurt, or I mean, security guards hurt, irritating people. And at the, you know, when that's, when something like that's going on, you don't know as it's unfolding, you don't really know what's going on. You don't know what the person has on them. You don't know what their intentions are. So yeah, running on the field is not a way to do that. There is a way to protest. There's a way to you know do all that stuff. But during the right time and in the right place, that's not one of them. Because like I said, people can think that their lives are in danger. They don't know what you're doing, especially with everything that's happened over the past year, you know? So I'm with Bobby Wagner on this one. I'm on his side. Uh, but let me know what you guys think, you know, in the comments uh, or in a review. Just, just be sure to keep the comments clean. These are our opinions. But yeah. All right. We're going to move on to my top three. We'll be right back. All right. And today's top three, my top three quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. 
Starting with my top three quarterbacks, we have Tom Brady. All right, we were just talking about Tom Brady, but this time we're talking about his skills. So he played my Chiefs this past week. Didn't quite turn out well for him. Uh, I will say he had a nice, strong second half trying to get his team, you know, back back into the game and they ultimately lost by 10 points so not a bad game by brady fantasy speaking he went 39 for 52 he had 385 yards and a total of three touchdowns all right that brings us to patrick mahomes he went 23 of 37 racked up 249 yards he had 34 rushing yards and a total of three touchdowns as well so tom brady and mahomes definitely went uh went at it uh, mahomes got the best of him though a uh, good game, good game by both of them in their own right. And last for today, for my top three quarterbacks, I have Jared Goff. He's been uh he's been pretty consistent as, as of late. And last game, he actually he actually put up four touchdowns, and that was without Amonra C. Brown. So yeah, I give props to him. He went 26 for 39. He had 378 yards and four touchdowns on the day. <clears throat> all right moving on to my top three wide receivers i have cooper cup of course he's almost always on this list he had 14 receptions 147 yards he didn't have a touchdown but yeah 147 yards 14 receptions you don't need a touchdown with that uh, and he racked up well over 20 something fantasy points I think it was like 27 or something like that all right, I have Tyreek Hill. He had 10 receptions, 160 yards. And again, he didn't have a touchdown either, but you know, 10 receptions, 160 yards. Like I said, <laughs> you don't need a touchdown to make those points. All right, and last up for today on my top three wide receivers, I have Mike Evans. He had eight receptions, 103 yards, and two touchdowns on the day. He was really the only hope that, uh, that Tom Brady had, so the ball was going to him the most. But yeah, I think if they get, you know, some the wide receiver core healthy and team back together, they could do a lot better than, than they have been anyway. <clears throat> All right. And lastly, we have my top three tight ends. First up, I got Travis Kelsey. He had nine receptions, uh, 92 yards and a touchdown on the day. Kelsey being Kelsey. Uh, Tyler Hawkinson. He had eight receptions, 179 yards and two touchdowns. Woo, boy went off boy went off yeah boy went off that week uh you know Amara not being there Chark not being there that really opened up the doorway for Tyler to look more like he used to you know we recognized him in this game uh, we know he's still got the skill we know that it's just it's just how it is with the new quarterback and you know staff are not there it's just a different different team overall but they're doing it they're <laughs> playing good all right last up for my tight ends i got mo alley cox he had six receptions 85 yards and two touchdowns on the day uh i don't know if we'll see this reproduction like i don't know if we'll see this again duplicated from mo but uh if it does he's worth keeping an eye on but like i said i think it's because taylor is out Pittman just hasn't they haven't been able to get it to Pittman like they you know like we're used to seeing so hopefully they can get that fixed but uh, all right, guys, so those are my top three in every position for week four. Let me know if you agree. Who'd be your number one overall from week four? Hey everyone, welcome to the Fox Fantasy Block. I've got three stardoms, three sit-ems, and three waiver wire pickups for you today. 
Beginning with my stardoms, we have Jared Goff. We just got done talking about him. Look, if you need help in the QB slot, whether your QB is Tua or Mac Jones, Jared Goff is a safe start this week. You know, he's averaging 46 points in PPR leagues, and he's put up 11 touchdowns, uh, excuse me, 11 touchdown touchdowns, I can't talk today, in just four games. Uh, last week, he put up four against the Seahawks without St. Brown and St. Sorry, and Chark. So that's unbelievable. I would definitely start Jared Goff if you have a quarterback like, well, like I said, if your quarterback is Tua or Mac Jones, you know, a quarterback who's injured and out for the week, or maybe a quarterback that is just not being consistent as of late, Jared Goff's a safe bet and it's a good, it's a good matchup. All right, my second starter for the day is Damian Harris. Now, yes, I know. He's been losing a few touches here and there to Ramondre Stevenson, but, you know, Harris has stayed healthy. He stayed steady within 17, 13, and 16 points in the last three outings and a touchdown in each of those, you know? So the only question mark for Damien's production is how the ball will be distributed with Mac Jones out. However, going up against the Lions, who are ranked 31st against wide receivers, only bodes well for Harris heading into week five. If you have him and have been sitting him, I'd start him. And my last arm for the day is Miles Sanders. Sanders has surpassed many this year. Well, sorry, I said surpassed. I meant surprised many this year. He's racking up 27 attempts, 134 yards, 22 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. And that was just last week alone. He's averaging 16.3 points per game. He has another nice matchup against the Cardinals, who are ranked 23rd against the run. If you have a roster that's suitable and have been sitting Miles, try starting him this week. And on to my sit-ems. The first on my list today is Najee Harris. All right, before I get into it, I just want to make it clear that I'm saying to sit him if you have someone like James Conner, Damian Harris, or Miles Sanders on your bench. Or if you're, or if uh, he's in your flex, you can just swap him with the wide receiver or some other position, depending on your league's flex options. So, Najee Harris. He's been a shell of what he was last year so far, you know, through four games. Last year, he earned 74.3 fantasy points through four weeks, while this year, through four weeks, he's collected a modest total of 45 fantasy points. This week, he goes up against a Buffalo Bills defense, and I'd say to sit him if you can. And uh, yeah, I would just wait for him to step on the gas, hopefully sooner than later. All right, second sentiment for the day is Dalton Schultz. I was big on Schultz heading into the season, but between Dak getting injured and then Schultz hurting his knee, Schultz hasn't, you know, he hasn't had much production, and I'd be sending him until he starts showing life again. I suggest holding on to him as long as you can. Don't sell him, just just stash him away, uh, and use other tight ends like Najoku, Conklin, or Higby if you, if you can get your hands on him. Uh, trade for them. Njoku might, might, <laughs> might still be on the uh, waiver wire, and that also goes for Conklin, but you might be out of luck there. But you can still find a decent wide receiver to start, you know, other than Schultz, just to be safe. All right, and my last set for today, my last set for the afternoon is going to be Rashad Bateman. Bateman has had, he's only earned 10 some odd points in the last two games combined, you know, and while nursing an injury to his foot, he may not be the best starting decision this week. So I'd say stay clear, but these are just my recommendations for week five, guys. It's ultimately your decision what you do with your teams. I'm just here to help, you know, however I can. 
All right, and finally, my waiver wire pickups for the week. And today we have three. So this week I'm nominating Latavius Murray, Tyler Algier, and George Pickens. Latavius just signed with the Broncos following Javante Williams' injury. He will be be behind uh, Gordon. However, given the fact that Gordon has fumbled in his last four games this season, I can definitely see Murray and maybe even Boone, heck, getting some good looks, if not this week and then the next. The Falcons have lost Cordero Patterson for at least four weeks due to minor surgery. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be having surgery, uh, a minor surgery performed on his knee. So what does this mean? Uh, I would pick up Tyler, like I said, while you can. Whether or not Algier will be the most usage of the backs has yet to be seen, but he's still worth the chance if you have room for him, okay? Moving on to George Pickens. He now has Kenny Pickett under center throwing him the ball. And last week, we got a glimpse of what that could look like. So in my opinion, George Pickens, he's definitely worth picking up off the waiver wire if you can still find him. Uh, And he could be ready for an outbreak. We'll see what happens. But all right, guys, it's time to start the Chiefs report. If you're going to leave early, please, please give us thumbs up on that video or not video if you're watching on YouTube. But if if you're on a streaming platform, please give a thumbs up on the episode if you liked it. If you are leaving. Oh, and I almost forgot. Make sure to subscribe. That way you can uh, get notifications for my future episodes. But yeah, if you are leaving, I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be back here Thursday for episode six. Uh, Share it with your friends, guys. Get it out there. Share it with your friends. Also, remember to leave your questions and comments for me, and I'll answer them at the top of every episode. Welcome in Chiefs Kingdom and welcome to the Chiefs Report. What a turn, huh? Remember when I said we'd, re- we'd regroup and come back strong against the Bucks? Uh-huh, yeah. 41 points on the Bucks is definitely a positive note moving into week five. And I have to say I'm freaking excited. So Clyde's still looking great and the passing game and playmaking abilities from Mahomes has been magical. Um, unfortunately, this week, the Chiefs injury report has yet to be released. So we can only speculate who will still be on it. So... But, uh, however, I do know that Booker, he should be back this game. If not this game, he'll be back in next week's matchup. Um, but yeah, week five is going to be a fun one with the divisional battle against the Raiders. Uh, they're looking to get an, another win, but unfortunately for them, <laughs> the Chiefs had different plans in store for them. You see, we don't lose to the Chokeland Faders, and definitely not this week. They play at our house, and this week, we're going to show them around. But, uh... But no, on a serious note, uh, I do want to point out that Matthew Wright has done extremely well. I'm glad they did away with Amendola. That just wasn't working. But Wright's adjusted well, and he's made all field goals and extra points uh, in his last week's matchup. It does look as if Buck could, could return against the Raiders, though, this week. But I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, just let him sit out one more, just to let him rest and recover for one more extra week. Either way, though, we'll be in good hands. Our defense was lights out in the first quarter, only giving up three points to the Bucks. They were off and on throughout the rest of the game, but they were still pretty, you know, still really effective. If history repeats itself, this defense is only going to get better as the season progresses. But all right, guys, it's that time. We're going to cut it short. I'm going to end it here. Uh... And uh, we'll be back here next Thursday. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Please let me know in a review. And before I go, I just want to remind you to leave your questions and comments for me 
I'll make sure to read them and answer them at the top of every episode. Anyways, guys, I hope you have a great day. And until next time, remember to stay foxy and good luck on your fantasy matchups this week. Thanks for catching the Fox Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to catch all the latest episodes.